Welcome to Vida I Wish I Knew Then, a safe space where modern Latinas share their healing journeys on how to build confidence and are now breaking barriers. I'm your host, Jess, and this podcast will talk about our cultura and speak on topics we wish we knew before, of course, with a little Spanglish twist. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Vida I Wish I Knew Then. Hello, amigas. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I hope you all enjoy yourselves today, whether you're on the road, getting your workout in, or simply just relaxing. Make yourself comfortable. Amiga, I will give you some time so you can grab your agüita, cafecito, or glass of wine because in this episode, we are going to have a special guest who I admire very much. Today, I had the pleasure of sharing a conversation I had with Carmen Marquez. Her name might sound a little familiar to you, especially if you watch the news on Telemundo. Carmen is a beautiful soul who I met through a coaching program. Her down-to-earth personality and humbleness instantly connected us. In this episode, we'll get to know Carmen a little bit more on a personal level and explore her journey as a new caster where she fiercely embraces her true roots. But before I dive in, let me share a little bit more about her. Carmen Marquez is a news anchor at a prominent Los Angeles news station, Telemundo 52, hosting weekend news broadcast at 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. Prior to Telemundo 52's, Carmen contributed to Telemundo's coverage of the 2020 presidential elections, focusing on stories about young Latinos and immigrants in the U.S. Her journalism career began at a radio campesina network in Phoenix, Arizona, where she hosted educational interview programs for the Latino community. Carmen has also covered various topics, including border family separations in McAllen, Texas, migrant caravans in Tijuana, and DACA students' protest in Washington, D.C. She also played a key role in launching the first Spanish-language news broadcast for Telemundo's affiliate Telemundo 3, KYMA in Yuma, Arizona. Carmen is originally from Yuma, Arizona, moved to Morelia, Michoacan at age 10, where she developed a strong connection to her culture roots. I truly hope that you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Let's dive in. Carmen, thank you so much for being on the show with me. Hello. It's, it's such a great pleasure to finally actually share words, verbal words with you because we... Yes, <laughs> we made it. We made it. And when you want something and you strive for it, it, it happens. Um, thank you for so, having me. It's, it's a big honor. Thank you so much, Carmen. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do? Yeah, so I'm Carmen Marquez. I'm a journalist. I'm an anchor and reporter here in Los Angeles. I work for Telemundo 52, and I've been doing journalism for about for the past eight years. Yeah, oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, how li- li- I'm going to tap into your work a little bit. How does it feel to work for a, a such a huge network? It's 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 pretty amazing. I think uh, it's a lot of responsibility. Uh, but it comes with so many perks and, um, you know, and also like the, the community reach, which is something that I, every time, um, maybe like once a month, they take us out to like community events. And I just know that the community, um, you know, they look for us and, and it's not just because of the name that we have, but because we actually put in the work 
And I see it with, you know, the people that work in like, you know, the, the community part of Telemundo. I'm just like, wow, we really do like, not only like las mochilas, we give out mochilas, but we are always looking for like mental health resources. It's just like, I like being part of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when, when you start seeing stories that kind of touch your heart, it's like when you become a little bit more loyal to these type of networks. Um, totally. I, don't, I don't know about you, but obviously me growing up, um, Telemundo was one of the uh, news that was always playing in the background uh, in my house uh, when I was a little kid. So to me, seeing you being part of this network is like, oh my God, I know <laughs> someone that actually is a part of a network of something that looks so huge, right? Like it's kind of like being a celebrity in Hollywood as a kid. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I remember like growing up and my my grandparents, my, my parents always had Telemundo, right? Like it was like, and then they had like a, tenían como program, un programa como en el verano donde siempre estaban like dancing in the beach or something. <laughs> remember? Yes. I don't know um, what it was called. It, it was just kind of like, well, there was two beach things that I remember. Um, there yeah. was like the dancing, like they would play music and they people just dance. And then they had another show. It was a comedy show. And I always remember this little song. It said, En el mar, la vida es más sabrosa. <laughs> en el mar, te quiero mucho. Yeah, yeah. I remember that show. But um, so with that being said, because when I was a little girl, Carmen, just to kind of share a little bit of background, I really didn't know what I was going to do in my life. But I knew that media somehow brought me joy. Um, just a quick little story. I, I used to go to Mexico every year and one of my cousins was in like a cover band or I'm not sure, like for dancing and they were covering Gava. Are you familiar with Gava? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So they were dancing and I fell in love with it. So when I came back from Mexico, I was like, mom, they were dancing like Gava. They look just like them. I want to do that. And my mom kind of planted that seed. She's like, well, get your group together. Hey, boy, calling all my friends. And we were rehearsing, quote unquote, because That's my mom so was cool. gonna, because my mom was going to take me to Sábado Gigante to compete. <laughs> it was all a lie, Carmen. It was. Aw, <laughs> what do you mean? It was just like her messing with me. Her intention was never to take me to um to to Salvo Gigante. How old were you? I was probably like in sixth grade because I remember that that was the last time that I went to Mexico um for my summer vacations, and um I was in sixth grade. Okay. Aw, that was a bit of bummer. <laughs> oh like, my god! Like, voy a ir a Salvo uh, a a Don Francisco, no? A Salvo yes. Gigante, and it, it was a lot. Yeah. No. <laughs> Senora, why? <laughs> she crushed my heart, but I think she crushed my heart more like an adult because, yeah, con el tiempo, it was like, so you never had an intention to take me? She's like, no, no, mija, como te iba a llevar? <laughs> but, I, you know, the fact that she kind of planted the seed, and I guess uh, my point is, you know, Media always played a role. Like, I think I even played like being an anchor. I don't think that it was an actual desire to be an anchor, but just like one of those role plays. Yeah, it's cuando, when you're little, juegas a la maestra or juegas, um, um, I don't know, to be a cook. 
there's all different things, but media always was something that I played with um, or role playing growing up. So um, the this podcast has been a joy. It's like I feel like it's fulfilling some of that thing that I had Love growing it. up. Yeah, but then when I yeah. have friends that are part of these things, it's also fulfilling. Like you being in this network, like I never wanted necessarily to be an anchor, but seeing you in in such a platform brings me a lot of joy and i think that a lot of it has to a lot of it has to do with representation definitely and and thank you for sharing that with me um i think we like as latinos first second generation out here we grew up with um telemundo univision like being our main like como que los veíamos y siento que de chiquitos we probably didn't always have the resources to act on like the talents that we had no, como que mm-hmm. us Latinos were freaking talented. No, como que if we don't mm-hmm. dance, we sing. If we don't sing, we draw. Como que we're always doing something. And um, in our communities back in Latin America, I feel like hay más opciones de clases gratis. Hay, hay como más opciones acá no. Acá, I think mm-hmm. it's like our parents are working all the time, and it's just us watching TV at home. There's not much for us, like the you know generally. Um, so, so, so just like you, I mean, I grew up watching Univision and Telemundo and I never saw a chance for me to be there. I mean, first of all, because there's like this whole, um, stereotype or societal norm of like what a woman or what a like girl or señorita should be doing, you know, like there's like this linear way. Um, and you know, I, I remember expressing to my family, like I wanted to dance and I, I, I was like five years old and. Yo lo sentaba todos en la sala and I was like, watch me, watch me <laughs> dance. Y me ponía a cantar. And, but was there a place for me? Like, I don't know. Like, I was a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a curvy girl and I've always been like this. So I don't think I saw a space for me on Telemundo, on Univision or any of, on la televisión in general, right? But just like, I don't know. I, I think that's changing so much and I'm so happy because there is room for everybody now. Um, representation matters and no solamente como que like the the what they call the token of like putting a latino but it's like really like our voices matter e like a latino no matter how you look there's space for you you know if, if you have mm-hmm. um the talent and if you have you know obviamente como something to say something to bring to the table which we all do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so so me encanta que eso esté, está cambiando and i'm so spanglish i'm sorry i just get really comfortable oh. and i start Switching back and forth. <laughs> no, that that is actually a part of my identity here. <laughs> so awesome. Um. So going back to your childhood, was it like you being a, a news anchor part of something that you saw yourself doing, or is that something that came as an opportunity later as a grown up? Um. Um. I never saw myself doing it because I yeah. So so growing up. So, I, so I, w- I was born in Arizona, Yuma, Arizona, small border town. And then at 10 years old, they took us to Michoacan to live in Mexico. So I kind of grew up first 10 years in the U.S., my other 10 years in Mexico, and then I've been back. But um, yeah, like I remember growing up watching Telemundo and I would watch Noticias. Was it like, was it Primer Impacto? I think, I think it yes. was. And my brothers, because I have two older brothers, they're, they were like, we want to watch cartoons. We want to watch like Fast and Furious or like movies. And I was like, no, let's watch Noticias. Like I want, I, there was something about like the 
como la seriedad de las noticias and like just seeing like events that were happening around the country um, in Los Angeles. I was just like, and I was nine years old, eight years old. But again, I've always been interested in what is going on in, in culture and society. Um, but I didn't know there was like an op. I didn't know, even know journalism existed. No, but I mean, you could be a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, or like my dad who worked in this like um, carpet factory. No, como que no había, en mi mente no había como, como opciones. Um, but as I was growing up uh, in Mexico now, it was different because um, my parents, again, they were like, okay, we're sending you to Mexico because that's how we can make a living. That's how we can afford life. My parents stayed in the U.S. We grew up in Morelia, uh, Michoacan with my grandparents. And, you know, that's how they paid our school and our living. And what they always told us is like, choose a career. We're going to support you. Pero que te deje dinero. Or you can, you know, make a living. So I was always like, what am I going to do? Like in, in Morelia, in Mexico, you have a bunch of protests going on all the time. Kind of like Los Angeles, where you mm -hmm. have, you know, people always like reclaiming their rights. And I would, I would just go out to the streets and... I was like the chismos. I was like, what's going on? And like, y que están protestando. And like, you know, porque siempre había una protesta de maestros, de trabajadores de la agricultura. So I decided to go into law school. Didn't work. I went to um, Escuela de Nutrición, which is uh, like like to become a dietitian. Uh, didn't work. Culinary arts, it didn't work. Because I feel like I was going into careers that como que no eran como mi verdadera vocación. I was just mm -hmm. doing it because it was going to please my parents. And it was one of the options that I saw like more um, como, como realistas, right? I was like, mm -hmm. okay, if I become a dietitian, then I can have my own consultorio y voy a dar dietas. If I become a lawyer. Anyway, it's a, it's a very long story, but it wasn't until I came back to the U.S. when I was 21 years old. Um, we came back because my grandmother was, um, you know, she, she got sick. She, she had cancer. And we, like my whole family, we just came back together. and. And I kind of like fell into journalism. Again, mi pasión por el periodismo, por, por lo que estaba pasando en la cultura, en la sociedad, that never stopped. But I just didn't know there was a career for it and that I could do it, mm -hmm. right? In Mexico, it's more of like only the... Siento que en México es un poquito más elitista, right? If you come from a certain family, if you come from money, then you can have a chance on television. Then you can... And I we did it. No tengo ninguna palanca, no he tenido ninguna palanca. So it's mm -hmm. just like... I came back. I was looking for things to do because I had to restart my life. De estar en México, de casi que toda mi vida en México. Mm -hmm. Y de repente regresar a Estados Unidos. And I didn't come back to LA. I came back to Yuma, Arizona. There's nothing to do. It's my hometown and I love it. That's where my whole family's at, pero no hay nada. Y Morelia, donde estaba viviendo en México, it was like a big city. You have all the universities, all, you know, conservatorios de música. So I was like, oh, I was like, God damn, I'm like, okay, we're back, back to desde cero. So I'm going to community college. Um, and I, how I saw it at first was like, like, if I don't move, I'm going to get depressed and I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not the type to just stay stuck. So I was like, I need to do something. Y lo vi en vez de como una derrota. It was like, a, this is my chance to leave like every, every career that I tried in the past and just go for what I actually want. Right. So I remember I was watching local TV and um, our, our Yuma Telemundo station was really small. It was a five minute segment and they had a bunch of um, 
they had some grammatical errors <laughs> and <laughs> coming back from, I'm like, who's going to watch this? Um, <laughs> 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 I'm still very proud of my culture and, and my language and my grammar. So I was like, they need help. But nuevamente, yo no pensé como que voy a aplicar para trabajar en la televisión. I was just like, I need something to do because everyone in the States is already doing something. Like they have like credit card, debit card, a car, driver's license. Yo no tenía nada de eso. Yo estaba empezando desde cero a los 22 años. A los 22, todo el mundo ya tiene familia. Like, I'm mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh, I'm starting from scratch. But I was like, okay, como no, no me voy a quedar llorando. I need to do something about it. So... Yeah, uh, even in college, no me revalidaron ninguna materia de México. So I had to start from like English 101, oh sociology God. one. It was, it was bad, but I was like, si no me muevo, this is just going to kill me. Um, so I applied to like work in different places, but I said, yeah, no, you don't have any experience. And I was like, how? Um, y, y yeah, me, me acuerdo que un director de noticias de Yuma, que eventualmente se convirtió en mi jefe, me contestó mi correo. He was like, hey, he's like, do you want this for credit? Because we're not giving credits. And I was like, nope. I was like, I just want to do something. Because <laughs> that, and that was the honest truth. I just wanted to do something. Estaba viviendo con mis papás otra vez, pero sabía que, you know, everybody at 22, you have experience like doing something. I had nothing. Um, so they, you know, they started me as an intern in, in la televisión. So I would translate from like Fox and CNN and NBC to to Spanish para Telemundo for that five minute segment. Mm -hmm. And then they would be like, Carmen, go get us an interview. You know, so they taught me how to use the camera. Pero todo esto como que en un lapso bien, bien chiquito de tiempo, because they were like, like it's news, it's always mm -hmm. fast. So like, go do this and come back. And so I was learning, I was like a little sponge. I was like, okay, um, now, but I was super entertained. I was learning. And then I was like, it's like, this is kind of cool. Like I, I like mm -hmm. this, this ambiance of like a news station. They're always busy. It's always hectic. It's loud. There's always like a special guest or a politician breaking news, a fire. I was like, I like this. Um, so long story short, I keep at it. I, you know, empezaba a traducir las cosas bien rápido and they offer me a job. They're like, hey, we're actually starting a 30 minute news show Monday through Friday, 5 and 10 p.m. They were like, me dijo el director de noticias, do you want to anchor and produce and i was like it's like but i have to finish school first yo en mi mente todavía de mexico yeah. <laughs> like i was like what but school he's like yeah he's like he's like think again and come back tomorrow so i told my family <laughs> y, y mi familia así como de you have to do it like yeah. y yo así como que, es que no te la crees. sometimes mm -hmm. opportunity comes at your door and you don't feel qualified but if they're offering girl like take it yeah you know? um yeah. So, yeah, me acuerdo que, so, so before this offer, um, una parte como importante fue que as I was an intern, um, you know, um, I was doing a lot of work mm -hmm. and I had the best disposition. And one of the days, the anchor for that five minute segment, she called in sick or she was sick. And that's when they had me come in. Right. Y fue como que mm -hmm. mi oportunidad de demostrarles como que podía hacerlo. Pero a la vez, ni yo sabía que podía hacerlo because mm -hmm. I had never been on TV. And growing up in Mexico, like very, very, Me I'm still very Mexican. Um, <laughs> este, I remember like, no, no usaba maquillaje. I never did my hair. Actually, like me on a, on a day off, like, yo ando sin maquillaje and like with casi, you know, I'm like, I'm not fancy. That's just not me. 
It's just on TV, you know? Pero me acuerdo que me mandó el director. He was like, okay, you're going to cover. He's like, let's go get you fixed at the salon. And I was like, what? <laughs> y por primera vez, Jess, me pusieron maquillaje y me peinaron. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, I look cute. Like, I, <laughs> no sé, como que en la vida me habían maquillado y me habían peinado. So I did a good job. Y fue por eso que me ofrecieron el trabajo. So, and that's how it started, right? Yeah. Um, I didn't see it in myself. A veces que hay alguien que lo vendí and you have to, you have to accept it, you know, and you have to take it and make the best out of it. Mm -hmm. I see, echarle todas las pilas. And because I didn't, you know, I was still doing community college and I took this full-time job as an anchor and producer in a small market, pero no, no lo tomé como por granted, right? It was like, mm -hmm. I need to become the best, even if this is a small town. Because I was like, because this is a big opportunity. It could scale mm -hmm. up to something bigger. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember I would, porque no tenía la experiencia. O sea, yo no tenía la escuela de un conductor, de un periodista. So I was like, okay, I need to go to YouTube and listen to like the Noticiero Televisa and like CNN and like see how they're doing. Cuáles son sus ademán, you know, how do they act? Um, the type of questions that they ask. And um, so, so that's what I did. Um, it's, it's been, it's been difficult, but very challenging. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, me gusta mucho los retos. Me encanta como mm -hmm. decir, I can't do it right now, but watch, you know, yeah. I, I love, yeah. I love that feeling of, okay, I did it. I did it. Like that was six years ago, you know? Yeah. Eh, so me quedé dos años en Yuma and then, and then I moved on. Right. But that's how it started. <laughs> well, that was a beautiful journey. And thank you <laughs> So much for sharing because I think that it screams volumes of of uh, what we all go through, and we tend to see, like for example, miro a uh, Carmen Marquez in Telemundo, and I'm like, oh my god, what is success? I I'll never be able to do. But we're not seeing that whole journey that you did to finally get to that position, and I think that that's very important. So thank you so much for sharing your journey to finally get there. Y también me encantó que dijiste that you tried all these other careers. Um, I think that we're, we tend to be very hard on ourselves uh, when we don't know what we want to do. And it's completely normal because you don't know what you want to do until you actually do it. And that's yep. exactly what you just said. Like you tried all these things and you weren't liking it until you finally hit what you like. And I want to share the story. change. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to share a story with you, Carmen. Um, so when I, so one of my first jobs was, or career jobs was the education industry. I did that for eight years. And every year I kept getting promoted. Like, oh, you're doing really good. Now we're going to promote you to do this. So I, it was eight years of promotions every year. Then um, that school went underwater. Like uh, it was one of those profit schools. So I had to change careers and I was like, maybe I'll do fashion. So that's when I started getting into fashion and I liked it, pero no pagaban good enough. And I was like, oh, I'm already at this age. Like I should be, I should be making this much money. I should be doing this with my life. And I find And then of course, COVID hit y no podía encontrar trabajo. And I felt like a, like a loser, like sentía que, you know, like, oh, my God, I try all these careers and I don't have solid experience in anything. And um, instead of like my husband and my family would tell me like, Jess, you have a master's degree. Jess, you were a college professor at 23. Like, why are you calling yourself a loser? 
And like you said, we a lot of people see a lot of potential in ourselves, but we don't see it in our own. And me encanta que, que, that you shared all that different experience that you that you went through to finally get where you're at. So and and then also, oh my god, there's like so many questions I have for you. <laughs> I also love that you grew up in Mexico. Um, yes, <laughs> because I feel like you. Like, como dices, you're so Mexican. And I think I consider myself so Mexican. And at one point, I was sort of ashamed of that. Not that I was ashamed to be Mexican, but it was more of a, ¿por qué, por qué cuando salen los tucanes o los temerarios o los bukis? I know every single song and my friends at school don't. Like, yeah. it kind of felt a little outdated. So as an adult, again, Carmen, you be on social media and kind of showing like your Mexican side. I love it. <laughs> I love That's it cute. because again, that goes back to representation. That goes, you give us a little bit of that. Um, there is nothing wrong with you feeling a certain way. Yeah. There's yeah. But, but I think we've all been through, I've, I've been there too, you know, um, mm-hmm. I maybe, maybe even when I was, It's weird because it's a, I'm, a, I'm such a mixture. Y siento que muchos son, nos sentimos así como literally the ni, a, ni de aquí ni de allá. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've just accepted that I'm very versatile, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm in the, if I'm in the mood, I'll be listening to Amy Winehouse. But if I'm in the mood, I'll be listening to like Chalino and Tucanes and Peso Pluma. <laughs> you know, but, but also like Nora Jones and the, like the Lumineers, you know, it's just like, um, a veces siento I, que sí, como, como que la sociedad nos, nos hace pensar que porque eres mexicano tienes que comportarte uh-huh. de esta o porque eres latino tienes que comportarte de esta manera this is how your family should look like this is who uh-huh. you should like this is who you should be around this is who, what you should believe y no como que uh-huh. últimamente me encanta que even like Gen Zers like they're showing us so much with the way they think it's just like what do you like uh-huh. and and choose that in the moment that you want right like if I want to be like a peso pluma fan the rest of the day oh by the way i'm gonna go see natalia tonight um, yes i'm so excited um and then do it you know yeah. if you're into like switching the tus últimos 10 años de, de carrera porque ya quieres algo diferente then mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. if you're ready to end your relationship marriage you're do it yes yeah. yes And I think the key word that you said is accepting, right? Accepting who you are, like not needing to dar explicaciones por lo que estás haciendo. Y es verdad, like when you start accepting um, certain things about yourself, como que te quita un peso de encima. Once you stop caring what other people say, because al último, like, for example, there has been times when a few people have criticizing my speech articulation my pronunciation or even like my arms and some of the flaws that these people are pointing out could be true but it's not gonna it's not gonna stop the podcast right i bet the person who told you probably doesn't have a podcast no no they don't <laughs> you know it's it's como un y luego nuestro cerebro no es como que we trick ourselves into listening more to those negative comments de todos uh-huh. los buenos comentarios que he recibido, ¿no? Uh-huh. Y de todo lo bueno que estás haciendo que teniendo tu podcast, right? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Sí. Y, y con eso, um, switching gears here, you being on live TV, you being in such a platform, how do you, do you get negativity and how do you deal with it? Huh. 
I do. I do, but I have to say something. Our Latino community is very embracing. And it's not the same thing with uh, journalists on the English side. And that's something that we've talked about and we've discussed con, con otros periodistas. Um, como, I, lo- I honestly, I love my, like our audience. They're the best. Mm-hmm. I, I can, tengo como contado los, los comentarios negativos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's always going to be maybe like a tía. I, I see them like tías and tíos who are like, mija, ese color no se te vio bien. Oh, mija, se te ve que aumentaste unos kilitos por la Navidad. But I'm just like, I, I take it back to like sitting in la sala with my tíos and being like, okay, I'm going to ignore that comment. I know it doesn't come from like a mean place. It's just like the way that we're structured. También no soy mucho como, I'm not going to, you know, I've had a couple comments, like maybe when we're covering um, like politics or elections and they, you know, nos tiran de que fake news and whatever. Like, that's more like the hate that I've gotten in the past, maybe during, like, um, Trump rallies or, yeah, especially Trump rallies. Como que nos va bien mal, o sea, como que ahí sí está difícil. How do I deal with it? Um, I just shake it off. Honestly, the only negative impact that I have received comes from some stories that I tell and how I react to them. Sabes, como que a veces son historias muy fuertes and, yeah, and I have to process and I have to sit down with myself and... Mis días libres, I kind of like just disconnect instead of answering emails. And como que siento que ahí es donde puede venir un poquito como de, pues es como lo difícil, ¿no? De, de storytelling de, de las familias con que se les murieron hijos o familiares. Pero de comentarios de la gente es, es muy rara a la vez. Um, y cuando llega como algún comment negativo, um, I, I really just don't listen. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't have time for it. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm so happy that you're saying all of that because this is one of the las cosas que me he ponido yo también en mente. Like, uh, you know, the bigger the audience uh, gets, like, the more negative comment- comments are going to probably come in. And I'm mentally preparing myself for that. Um, but you, with that, having that experience and what is one advice that you would give to someone that is trying to do something media wise, like whether it's a podcast or being on the news or like just being something where they have to kind of put themselves out there, pero que tienen miedo de estos negative comments? I would say just keep going and stick to the positive comments. Stick to, pero también sabes como que stick to people that are grounded and that are going to tell you the truth. But in a form of obviously like constructive criticism, no, mm-hmm. not criticizing your ums. Um, so, you know, oh, I think you should maybe, how about you add this? How about you include this? Como que siempre, siento que muchas veces, nuevamente, como que nuestra tendencia, our tendency as human beings is to like listen and focus on the negative. So when we receive two negative comments and eight positives, nos vamos a enfocar en los dos negativos. So how about we stick to the eight positives mm-hmm. and... We also try to take criticism only from people that you trust and that have been in the same. O sea, no le preguntes del podcast a, um, como nos decía Erica, no le preguntes del podcast a, a tu mamá, right? Que trabaja en algo completamente diferente. Pregúntale del podcast a alguien que ya tiene un éxito en el podcast. Y no solamente eso, sino que te guste, que te guste como ser humano, que te guste como el tipo de contenido que tiene. Um, yeah. So, so, so pick and choose the battles of, of the audience, no? Como que no, no toda, no toda la gente te va a dar una buena respuesta. I was talking a little while ago. We did an interview with, um, 
with Carla Morrison, ¿no? Y como que estaba, estaba, yeah, y estaba platicando un poquito, I don't know if she answered me this or, or, um, or Jonathan González, pero acerca de, de los comentarios, ¿no? o sea, imagínate los artistas, you know, exponen su voz y su poesía de una manera tan vulnerable. Y yo creo que tú también lo tienes que ver así, ya es como que estás exponiendo pláticas que vienen de tu corazón, preguntas que vienen de tu corazón de una manera muy vulnerable. Y no toda la gente le va a gustar. Y está bien. And you have to be okay with that. Pero hay algunas personas con que a una persona, con que a cinco personas les llegue y les cambie la vida y les mejore su día, I think that's what you should focus on. Yeah. Sí, me encanta. Thank you so much, Carmen, for that. Because it is true. Like, te tienes que recordar por qué es lo que estás haciendo. Y, y esa persona dándote los, los comentarios negativos, are they even truly your audience? Like, who, yeah. who, are, who are you doing this for? And even if you're doing it for yourself, like, it, you should just focus on your why and just keep striving. Thank you so much, Carmen. Thank you for that beautiful advice. Um, oh, my God. I want to bring up Carla, Carla Morrison because oh. I... Like I said, I've I've told you off um, this podcast. I'm a big fan of yours, Carmen, and Aww. I I loved you even more after seeing the love that you have for Carla Morrison because I love her so much. And um, she's amazing. She's amazing. I have. You también. Soy fan. Soy fan. Soy bien fan desde que tengo como 16 años, right? Yeah. The first time I saw her, I was in Mexico. I was in Morelia, and I was like. I, yeah, como la manera en que compone, me, a mí me encanta la gente que es bien vulnerable. Like, don't yeah. come at me with, like, I'm strong and powerful and nothing can defeat me. Like, I like people that are just transparent y que están tristes y lo dicen y que están felices y lo dicen, you know? And that's Carla. Se me hace una persona bien genuina. Yeah. And, yeah, so being able to interview her, I was like, mind blown. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, As an individual, Carmen, like, um, is that something that it goes into your journal? Is that something that goes into your uh, list of accomplishments? <laughs> I, fíjate que, I've never, tengo, where's my, where's my agenda? It's in my desk. Tengo mucho that I feel like I manifest things. I never write them down. I've been journaling for the past, like, seven months. Y si me ha funcionado, just to order my mind and my thoughts. Pero siento que tengo como que toda una vida de decir como, like, I get in my, like, siento que soy muy, ¿qué me dijeron hace poquito? Like, you're very peppy. Is that the word? Peppy? Very, like, jumpy, yeah. happy. When bubbly. I get in, I'm like, huh, what is it? Bubbly? Yeah, bubbly. Como que, and I'm like, one day I'm going to do this. Un día voy a, I'm going to be friends with Carla Morrison. I don't know. Siempre, ¿Sabes? Como que. Y, and I could say it maybe hace tres años, hace seis años, and it eventually, like, happens. And I think that's something we should all do, como que, if you strongly and firmly believe it from a place of pure intention, um, it's gonna happen, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and esta, esta entrevista fue una oportunidad que se dio por una de las, una productora de NBC, en Telemundo, Catherine Picasso, she was like, I think she told John, or Jonathan, I think Jonathan, who's like, con quien escribo canciones los fines de semana. Oh, yes, um, yes. He, I think he pitched, he was like, hey, Carla's going to be in town. We should really interview her. Aparte como, you know, talk about like the, the impact that la, the Latinos are in music are doing in, in the country, you know, and just, yeah, nationwide. So I was like, oh, a lo mejor me van a dejar. Pero bueno, a la mera hora pasó. 
and uh, and it was it was amazing. It was amazing because I was like, wow, like thirteen year old Carmen would have been like, <laughs> how how are you doing this? Um, so yo animo a todas las personas que yeah, like like dream, like let's just dream and manifest. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to call it manifesting, call it like prayer, call it like setting that intention. Um, y me ha pasado así como me gusta mucho también la Santa Cecilia that I'm just like de repente or Becky G en el pasado otros artistas que I'm just mm-hmm. like I don't only love their music it's just like I love that they're representing and that they, their connection with the audience with community como que eso me encanta y, y, y si cuando estás ahí entrevistándolos it's just like it's like you're talking to your prima like you're talking to your mm-hmm. best friend y, y este so it was, a, it was a great experience just yeah so cool. Well, I'm very happy for you, Carmen, and and, and thank you for sharing. I know. I could have at least been in the background. <laughs> I love it. Y sabes que me encanta que, que estás diciendo de lo, lo de manifestation because si cuando, when you kind of put it out there in the universe, um, somehow, some way, it just comes reality. Y yo también he tenido esa cosa de one day I'm going to meet uh, Carla Morrison. One day I'm going to meet with her. Y you know, having like that mutual thing with like you, like having that connection with you and that you interview her. Y luego también, um, I used to do uh, celebrity styling or and I was an assistant to a celebrity stylist. Y oh, ella, nice. ended up styling Carla Morrison. <laughs> so when you put her up once in a while, I was like, oh my God, Carla. And then I have my other friend who her name is Candice. She's constantly put her, putting her up too because they like, like, I guess Carla Morrison went to her baby shower and I was like, se oh. me va a hacer, se me va a hacer one day. Of course, Janice. Yeah. Yeah. So There's so no other way it's going to happen. Yeah. So when it comes to to journaling, because I know that journaling um, has become a little bit more common or more popular. I, I remember I've been journaling for a long time, ever since I was a kid. And back then I, I used to call it diary, like my diary, yeah. right? So uh, could you share with us a little bit about like the type of things that you journal? Like, because one thing that I love about journaling is que no hay ningún wrong way or a a right way to journal. So what is your journaling style? Um, So by the way, I haven't, literally seven months ago, I started journaling um, because I went to this uh, this event with, what's her name? Julissa. Yes, I know it's, who you're talking about. Yeah, oh. she, she made a, a journal, right? Mm-hmm. It's Let called Manifestation. It. Yeah, Manifestation. Yes, so this is from Julissa Calderon, right? She's an actor, and she's amazing. Y la conocí en persona, and it's called Manifest That. Okay, so I don't know. I think it was also, like, a difficult moment in my life where I was trying to look for, like, resources and just, like, a healthy ecosystem that was going to keep me sane and okay. Entonces dije, okay, I should start journaling. Ahora sí, porque siempre dejaba los journals ahí como que abandonados. And this specific journal has uh, your date and then three things I'm grateful for. And today I'm manifesting this. Y luego acá abajo, like, I'll just write mm-hmm. some things that are going on, ¿no? So, Pero me ha ayudado muchísimo. It's really been helpful. Like, three things I'm grateful for. And it's funny because in the past, when I was not doing really well, like seven months ago, I would, you know, be grateful for, oh, I have healthy skin, my health, I can breathe, water, um, a job, you know, como que co- cosas como básicas. And then like little by little, you know, it gets better. And I'm like, 
what am I, what am I grateful for? Oh, like this new, like opportunity or like, ah, uh, no sé, como que siempre en el things I'm grateful for, pongo cosas muy básicas because it helps me when I'm starting the day to just be like, yo, I have a mom. That's amazing. Or I coffee, right? Like being able to like go grab a cafecito antes del trabajo, like little things in mi mente es como que todo lo demás que suceda, it's just going to be even better, you know? Like, and then to, today I am manifesting y pongo como opportunities, abundance, friendship. Um, for this morning, I literally, um, because I'm going to a concert later on today, I was like, I'm manifesting fun, tears, joy. Um, I'm going to buy some incense. So incense, uh, reading, planning, podcast, right? So como que that's what's going to happen today. And I might cry and... It's going to be joyful and there's going to be fun. And it kind of like, it's curioso porque it does like lead the mood of the day. Um, yeah, luego como que so, some days I'm like, when I'm on a plane or something, I'll like journal like tres páginas about my feelings. Um, but that's how I journal. Was that the question, Jess? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that is the question because I feel like everybody journals so different and there is like no specific way to journal. Um, I think it's just kind of like a, a book that allows you to be cre creative in whatever way that you want. Um, I've my journal, like I, when I first bought it, I literally told myself, like, there's no rules to how you're going to journal. If you open my journal, there's days where like, oh my God, this happened. Like if I'm talking to someone. And then um, one thing that I recently uh, did not long ago is I was going through a very hard time myself. And I was just really mad at this person. And I cursed the crap out of this person in my journal. And it was kind of like a, a relief, you know, like I wouldn't do this to this person in person. But yeah. por lo menos, like, lo, lo pude sacar todo de mi pecho. De... Yeah. And then um, I also tengo unas páginas donde pongo, like, these are the countries that I would like to go to. These are the yeah. states that I would like to go to. And it's so cool because um, it's those it's so, um, I was a teen parent, Carmen. I had my first child at 18. So me, oldest son is 19. Wow. And <laughs> then I have a four-year-old. I know. And of course, I haven't had a much chance to travel. But it's really cool that a few years ago, I put a lot of the states that I would like to go to. I've been crossing them out. Yes. Today, I'm going to go to Washington, D.C. It's more like, hey, Jess, uh, in your position because of this and because you work at this organization, you're going to go to D.C. today. So it's like, oh, my God, it's part of my journal. <laughs> so it's the little joys that you said, E.C., I think it absolutely kind of sets the mood for you um, as you go throughout the day. Um, one, of the, one of the days, my one of my friends cracked up because le dije, I, I try to, si tengo el tiempo, I try to journal in the morning to kind of like release, um, like any, si estoy nerviosa or si estoy like, oh my God, this is coming up, like como que lo pongo todo ahí. Y at the end of the day, obviously we go through all these things, right? Um, so, so le dije que mi journal is como, please help me and God, please forgive me. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I love it. I do a little bit of both. But anyways, Carmen, aside from like you being in the news, what do you do for fun? Oh my gosh. 
Lately, it's been getting funner. All right. <laughs> um, no, well, if you got to get growing up, I didn't really have the, the chance to have fun. Like, I was in Mexico with my grandmother. I was helping her make food. You know, como que I was like a very responsible kid. Te siento que muchas cosas, and a lot, maybe a lot of people are going to relate to this, and a lot of Latina women too, like, como que nos enseñaron, como que this is how it's supposed to be, entonces mm -hmm. como que, uh, you know, I went through like my career crisis, and then, and then I got married, and then I got a divorce, and then como que siento que hasta ahorita I'm being able to explore what I want, what I've always wanted, what I like. Entonces, um, I'm doing some acting right now, Jess. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, like I, I didn't, I was always like maybe afraid and shy from it, pero may, it's something that's been in, in my heart. Yes, that's it. It's been two months that I'm doing it. I found a, a, an acting coach. Her name's Shelly Mitchell. She's amazing. She's coached like Penelope Cruz and like Sean Penn and like just Bobby Soto from Flaming Hot Cheetos. And she's, she's incredible. Um, she has me reading a bunch of books and like watching movies, like just instructing me with some method acting and. Um, and it's honestly, como que siento que tenemos que todos encontrar como channels of, like, you're, you're mm -hmm. doing the podcast, right? Como que mm -hmm. something that makes you genuinely happy, mm -hmm. you know, conversations, acting, painting, singing. Um, pero bueno, ahorita eso me tiene bien, como que I'm just like, sometimes you just have to, like, liberate yourself. Yeah. Because nobody's going to do it. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and when you're talking about acting, are we talking about, like, Poetry or la novelas or movies, like what kind of acting? Ooh, this is the first time somebody asked me. <laughs> because there's, I, I mean, I don't know. There's different types of acting, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, okay, so I, I think I want to be in a movie. Yeah. I can see. I can totally <laughs> see you. You can? Oh, my yes. gosh. Yeah. Because you have, like, like, this personality, like... The like even on your stories, like you play around, even like you play around, even being like a newscaster. Like you say, "Hola, buenos días." I mean, but you're playing, <laughs> but you're playing around. It was like <laughs> she's so funny, but that that is very connected to like your acting side. I love I, it, and I, and I never, you know what? I met someone last year who kind of like poked it in me. He was like, "You should act," and I was like, "No, I don't like acting." Porque te digo, a veces como just as like Latinos or just human beings, like we shy away from our own talents mm -hmm. because they've told us that we can't do it. Mm -hmm. That it's not. Yo me acuerdo que mi abuelita me decía, a veces que me juntaba con ciertas personas, como que, mija, like, esa no es nuestra gente. Como, esa no es, como, that's not us. Just because we're not in the same, like, socioeconomic status or whatever, or because they're doing something that they, th they think that we could never do. Y hay veces que es como de, hey, wh why not? So last year, me acuerdo que esta persona me dijo como de, you should act. And I was like, no, no. I was like, I don't like acting. He's like, but you act when you're on TV. <laughs> and I was like, it's like, huh. Well, I do have to get into this persona as an anchor. Claro, como con más formalidad. And little by little, it's like, yeah, I think I am acting. Porque verdaderamente, yo, Carmen, I'm just very, I'm a little bit introverted. And I'm very, like, um, just basic. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. siento que, um, I'm like, I'm like, maybe I could act. And yeah, I'm going Shelly. She's like, she's like, I, I can see it. She's like, you're actually yeah. good. Like, let's keep on working on. Como que, so, so let's see what happens, Jess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm so excited. 
excited for you. I can totally see it. I can totally see it. E, e, like they have told you already. Like you're already doing that. What, what do you see way. me acting as? I, I can see you. I don't know. Como te, I can see you in being in in películas como de de Derbez en cua, no, ¿cómo se llama? Ingenio um, Derbez. Ingenio Derbez, like his his type of movies. Okay, okay. Um, or or something serious, like algo de mala. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. The, the villain of the story. Oh wow! So imagine. I, I also, it, it's like either a playful movie or you being the villain of a movie. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? No, I don't know. You tell me. Tell oh, yeah, me, tell come me. On. Imagine like in una película con Guillermo del Toro. Like oh. super like, like this is como, like a villain from one of his movies. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Just like, I don't know if we should cut this off. I don't think so. I don't think so. But it is like me being like telling you for the first time that I, I want to act. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How would you say it, Carmen, in breaking news? <laughs> the última hora. Tenemos. <laughs> there you go. In última hora, Carmen is practicing oh and will become an actress sooner than later. How has changed my life in the last year? I think we all have moments where everything shatters, breaks. And you have to start again. Y yo siento que todos pasamos por esos procesos mm -hmm. múltiples veces en la vida. And we should take advantage of them um, mm -hmm. to, to change things, to go for what you actually want, to go for what you've dreamt of, but that you were afraid of. Porque a veces cuando ya lo pierdes, when you lose, lose something that's very valuable. In my case, it was my marriage, right? It's kind of like, como que por un momento dije como, ¿qué más? Mm -hmm. Like, why? If, if I go for something and it doesn't happen, And then what's the worst thing that can happen? Como ya, mm -hmm. ¿sabes? Como, ¿por qué vivir con, con el miedo? Como que, ¿por qué no? Like, just, just go for it. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's so true. Um, One of the things that I've noticed, Carmen, since we've been speaking, is that you are, like, investing in yourself. And I yeah. think that, that that is something that we don't, we weren't, we're not accustomed to do, right? Like, Especially as women, we were nurtured. We nurture everyone. Like we serve to everyone. But making an effort to invest yourself, whether you have to pay money out of your pocket to get classes or if it's even like resources, free resources, but you're investing your time. How important do you think that and how important? Um, I guess mi pregunta is. No, I see where you're going. I think it's. um. I think it is urgent that we Latinas invest in ourselves because nobody has taught us to do that. And nobody's going to come and teach you to do that, especially you coming from family. Um, es muy difícil y cuesta trabajo porque siempre nos han enseñado que tienes que darle a ellos, tienes que darle a los demás, tu familia, a tu pareja, tus amigos, y uno se queda vacío. Mm -hmm. So no es hasta que empieces a invertir en ti mismo that you fill your own cup that you can actually give. And, and, and I've experienced that and, and I hope, you know, more Latinas can do it because it took me a while. I mean, I'm, I'm 29 years old. I'm almost 30 in October. Y es hasta ahora. Like, en toda una vida, I never invested in myself. Like, it was always, mm -hmm. like, caring for others. Um, and, and, and I left myself out. So it's never late. It's just do it. Mm -hmm. It's necessary. It's urgent. 
An investment can pretty much be anything, right? Like investment could be like, do you want to improve your financials? Do you want to, are you curious about a career? Um, Are you an introvert and would like to, you know, become a little bit more open? Like it it can go in so many different directions. Yeah. Like toma una clase de, de pintura, de acting. If you want to like buy a house, why don't you take a financial course? You know, like algo que te lleve a una visión. Um, and you know, and it, it kind of like implicitly, like it brings hope, it brings mm-hmm. hope of, I don't like, I'm investing in something right now. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but there's going to be an outcome and, and I'm here for it. No. Yeah. It always like, whenever you invest into something, it doesn't necessarily have to be what you went in for. For example, um, you and I took a coaching program and I think that what I got the me- the most from it is, um, ¿por qué pagué? Hice más un esfuerzo to capture everything I can. Yes. Oh my God, Pero yeah, right. I, those cosas that I got from it, it was more like, um, I think I pay for community. I pay for community. I, that's one of the things that I got because allí me salieron tantas good friends. Y la otra cosa es de que um, I became more vocal. Uh, yeah. Porque... Y como que me di, si me di permiso para pagar algo, ¿por qué no me voy a dar permiso de seguir haciendo más cosas? But if I was willing to do that, that kind of opened up a way like for me to be able to invest myself in other ways, if that yeah. makes sense. Totally, totally, totally. Um, yeah, any time that I've wanted to be fit in the past, it's like I invest porque I'm like, okay, I'm paying this much money. I'm going to go to the gym. And I'm gonna follow some instructions porque ya le invertí, no? Y este, sí, es bien importante. No, no, no. It's, it's crazy that we don't have like a class in school that teaches us mm-hmm. you should invest in yourself. Um, and if you can't like financially invest in yourself right now, it doesn't always have to be through like a workshop or an acting class. Puede ser como de go and buy yourself a book and you're gonna learn mm-hmm. a lot through a book or, um, go to a museum. But you know, that's investing in yourself too. Como que hay tanto que aprender. Um, está allá afuera y es completamente gratis, ¿no? Um, mm-hmm. Y que no solamente te va a dejar como uh, la experiencia, sino te va a educar y también vas a entender como la manera de ver de otras personas, ¿no? That's why, yo me la paso en los, I'm, I'm like a big museum fan and freak, so I'm just like, I learn so much and I feel like it's even like a spiritual experience when you're out there. Yeah. Um, seeing how people put themselves, their vulnerability out there, ¿no? Como me, me encanta. Yeah. Y, y cuando haces esas cosas, también te enseña cosas que, like, you learn life skills. Um, a fun story is, yo, at one point, I wanted to open a business selling tangible items. And I went through the whole, like, getting my business license through the city, getting the business license through the county, getting the tax ID. I did all this. Did I end up having that business? No, I decided that that was not for me. Pero esos skills that I learned is now what I teach my small business owners now for work. Wow. Y quien te lo quita, right? Like, you, se lo enseñas a ellos ahorita, a tus hijos mañana, like. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so I don't cool. see, yeah. I, I need some see. skills from you. <laughs> no, it's just one of those things like. If you think about it, it wasn't a waste of time. Esos 55 dólares que tuve que pagar para agarrar el business license didn't go to waste because it taught me something. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anyways, well, Carmen, this has been so wonderful. I am so happy that we I'm finally so happy connected. Um, I'm going to go ahead and add, uh, first of all, 
Is there anything else you would like to share with us? Please tune into Telemundo 52 uh, fin de semana, anytime, but but uh, you'll you'll catch me in fin de semana a las seis y a las once, and you can tune in via uh, www.telemundo52.com. Yeah. Wonderful. Y, okay, voy a cerrar con mi signature question. What is something you wish you knew then that you would like to share with our listeners? Okay, this is a good one. Hmm. Something I wish I knew then. Um, I wish I knew that I could become someone and that you don't have to rely on anybody. Um, I wish I knew earlier that I had to, um, you know, believe in myself before anybody else did. I had to love myself before anybody else did. Yeah, that's that. Self-love. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Carmen, for joining us today. Thank you, Jess. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Gracias, y it means a lot. And, y, you know, y te motiva que sigas con este podcast. Um, even if you take a little break, continue. Because las conversaciones que, las preguntas que tú haces y las conversaciones que has tenido, este, you know, they're deep questions. Um, y yo sé que, que alimentan mucho a las personas. So, so thank you for having me. And stay at it, girl. Stay at it. Don't quit. <laughs> thank you so much, Carmen. Thank you again for tuning in to Vida I Wish I Knew Then. I appreciate your support and hope to continue providing valuable insights and inspiration. I invite you to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Your reviews will help this podcast reach more modern Latinas like yourself who are on a mission to break through barriers. Also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Vida underscore with underscore Jess to stay updated on the latest episodes and behind-the-scenes content. Recuerda, we're all on a journey of growth and self-discovery, and we're here to support each other. Las quiero mucho.